Welcome everyone to episode 10 of the Run Culture podcast. Today I interview Clary McIntyre. Clary has battled with rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease for much of his life. He got into running roughly 10 years ago, firstly just as a bid to lose some weight and get fit. This has led to 10 years of really getting into the sport and really enjoying the sport. He joined a club and then soon turned his attention to the half marathon and marathon. This year, he broke 2.30 in the Vancouver Marathon and ran an incredible 66.40 at the Burnley Half Marathon. Today, he really opens up about the challenges he faces with rheumatoid arthritis as I try to get an insight into how he has achieved what he has achieved. It's an inspiring story by a super positive person. It's well worth a listen. So here I go with Clary McIntyre. Clary, hey, mate. Yeah, mate, how you going? Nice. <laughs> Second time lucky. Um, Second time lucky. Oh, you sound way better now. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, all right, well, we'll just get straight into it. Um, why I wanted to get you on the, on the podcast was um, I think your story is a great one and not enough people know about it uh so yeah i I suppose um i wanted to talk a little bit about your battles with rheumatoid arthritis and um but then like how well like you've you've run particularly in recent years like um like i didn't even know that you'd you'd had this um uh you know battle with rheumatoid arthritis um since the age of when you're diagnosed like seven um uh, until about a year ago um and you know you're running 66 minutes at burnley you know only sort of um, a couple of months ago for the half marathon um absolutely incredible performances lately and um i think your story deserves to be heard and um and um i think a lot of people get a lot out of it um so welcome to the show clary mcintyre yeah thanks mate um yeah thanks for that um yeah, definitely. It definitely hasn't had had its challenges, and yeah, like you said, like I, I try and keep it to myself because I try and uh, try and be as normal as everyone. Like, not that I have anything wrong with like yeah wrong with it or anything. I just try and keep it to myself because I try and achieve what I can achieve with my own personal endeavors, I suppose. Um, you know, like it, it has had its challenges, like um, you know, going from being active as a child to not being able to do anything um, was very challenging. Yep. Um, and I, obviously, like, uh, when, I, when I was diagnosed when I was seven, um, it was very hard. Um, and, like, my parents had never seen it before and, like, didn't know what, what it was. And, you know, right. you, go from, you go from being able to walk to not being able to walk, uh, not being able to, like, write pop, properly with a pen, okay. not being able to open doors, not being able to get into cars, um, you know, and let alone physical activity. Like, it's – like, when I, when I was seven, I used to do a lot of swimming uh-huh. and, like, I couldn't even get out of the pool. It was that bad, like – Really? Yeah, so um, – And did it just happen when you were seven or um, – Yeah, so yeah. It, it pretty much just slowly came – like, I – you know, I was young then, so I can't like I can yeah. remember some things, but yeah. all I could remember is being in primary school and not being able to sit on the ground properly. Yep. And then over time, it just got progressively worse. And I remember I couldn't pick up my feet; like I dragged my feet everywhere. Um, 
I couldn't move my neck. Like, I remember trying to climb on a monkey bars and, like, it was absolutely excruciating, excruciating pain. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, for people that don't have joint pain, like, until you have had severe joint pain, like, yep. it really changes your perspective on, um, I suppose, your pain threshold as well. Like, it is yep. pretty... Um, it can be... Uh, and, you know... It, it really changes the way you, you go about your day-to-day activities. Yep. Um, and, like, when I was seven, like, I used to, you know, I used to swim, I used to do gymnastics, I used to do um, all types of sport. And um, you go from being told you can do everything to saying pretty much you can not do much because um, at that stage, you know, at adolescent years, your growth um, and joint um, stability over for, for future years you've got to be so careful and you don't want to like when you get arthritis at such a young age you don't want to destroy your joints yep. because you know you, you hopefully want to be around for 80 odd years yeah you know <laughs> you know um so so do you have a, a bit of a family history of it or like yeah. not not a hundred percent like when i got like the arthritis that i got um we had never been seen in my family before, not that we can recall being recorded. Sure. Um, and, you know, people with the type of arthritis that I had going back maybe 30 years before I was diagnosed, you know, you wouldn't see them doing what I do today. Like, and that's a known fact. Like, I've spoken to many doctors about it. And yep. to think that what I have achieved yep. um, through um, drive and, you know, my own self will yep. is like I, it is pretty insane like to, to what what i've achieved oh, 100%. Um, especially this year i think it's put more more into perspective for myself uh-huh. um so you know like over i suppose the last well you know i've been running for almost 10 years um i was not a runner when i first started running yep. um you know it, it really it just showed like like elliot kipchoe i suppose says you know no human is limited yep. it really depends on what you can put your mind yep. to um so yeah that's that's pretty much where i like i sit with the arthritis type thing and like unfortunately when i was uh, about 22 i got diagnosed with Crohn's disease as well okay. um so you know that has that yeah so obviously Crohn's disease causes your colon to swell um, and bleed, um, which is an awful condition. You And it also causes you, you can't, um, like, nutrition gets really, it's, like, very hard to sustain because, obviously, you can't absorb normal nutrition. Um, you know, you go from, you know, being able to function, prop, like, you know, bowel movements and stuff to function properly to not being able to function properly. You can't eat, pro- like, it's really hard to eat. You could eat certain foods. Um, you know, it, like the, the pain itself is painful as well. I don't, you know, like stomach stomach pain is really, really awful as well. So I think that was really, really hard. And obviously I got that after a few years of running. Like I, I was well into my running by that stage. So that was hard when I first got diagnosed because it, like it, it, that's like it really disrupted my training. As in like um, the, the, the tummy pain or, or, or the yeah. energy, like lack of energy or... Yeah, both. Um, more more stomach pain. Yeah. Um, like you know, constantly needing to, like 
go to the toilet all the time, um, yep. which, you know, people don't like marathoners. Yes. Some, they understand because it happens, yep. but when you can't function, like it really stops you and it really like can really dent like for your mental health as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, obviously because they're both autoimmune conditions, um, they, they're pretty much a like 90% of people with arthritis will eventually, um, like from research that I've yep. read, you know, develop some type of irritable bowel syndrome, colitis uh-huh. or Crohn's, Crohn's disease. Uh-huh. Because it's just the way it's it's a parent of each other, you know. Sure. So it's sort of like associated with that whole autoimmune sort of disease yes. spectrum. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Far out. So, what I find interesting, like, so you've, you you're at seven, you're you're struggling to get out of the pool yourself, you're struggling to write, um, and then and then you say you've been running for ten years ish now. Um, like yeah. what got you into running and, and I mean, like what, what made you think, oh yeah, let's, let's get running. And, um, how did you actually get from sort of where you were at at seven to sort of even contemplate running? Yeah. So it was a long journey. Um, like going back 2001, I was diagnosed. Yep. Um, so when I was it obviously took a, a, a mixture of um, not only phys, uh, physio, physiotherapy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oste- uh, you know, osteopath treatment, yep. um, you know, constant. Like I was going to the children's hospital oh, once a week for treatment. Um, you know, to 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 obviously get more joint mobility back uh-huh. um, and seeing, you know, rheumatologists to get, you know, medication. So when I was when I was quite young, I was on, meth- like at that time, I was on methotrexate, um, like, and I was on an injection every single week. So um, meth- for, methotrexate, for, that, that, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Uh, yeah, very, very strong drug. Yeah. Obviously, I'm lucky that it's only in a small dose, yeah. but, you know, it, the side effects like you can you lose your you can lose your hair because it, essentially it's a chemotherapy drug for cancer. Yeah, okay, um, but obviously the way they use it with rheumatoid um, arthritis and Crohn's disease is it's a small dose. Sure, um, which it, it's it's an amazing drug. Like I, I couldn't, it, it, but it does it does cause can cause liver function problems. Like it, but just luckily it's in small doses. Um, yeah, obviously a mixture of that and um, other other medications over the years. Um, they got me more um, like mobility back. I was playing like when I was younger too. I was playing football uh-huh. um, because I I actually didn't start off as a runner. Um, I, was, I was doing a lot of swimming. Um, you know, my mum always used to keep me active, which I was very fortunate. Like she said, you know, you could get on with things. You know, like I always had a positive out- attitude about it. Yeah, because you know, like I never, I never ever let the condition stop me from doing anything, and that's probably the biggest message. Like yeah. you. You should never let things stop you, yep. um, because people they they don't realise that if you don't don't continue things, you lose things. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you've really uh, it's it's easier said than done. But the more positive outlook you have on life, like I'm a pretty positive person, uh-huh. um, the more positive outlook on things, you, it, it can really um, change your ways of life. And um, you know, I got to 
I got to, I think it was like 2008, and I didn't have arthritis. Like, it had fully gone away. Um, and that like, probably lasted a year, and then it came back. And then I've pretty much been on – I was on another drug at that stage. It was called um, Embro, which lasted about up until 2000 and, 2013 when I got diagnosed with Crohn's. Okay. And, then I was, and then I've been on this other Humira drug, which is a both – it's a anti, it's a biologic agent which like it, it stops the body from, you know, like hurting itself. So oh, is that like that's a, pretty much is that an autoimmune drug. Yes, yeah, TNF blocker they're yep. called. Yeah. Um, like obviously because over the, over the years, like I've picked up a little bit of the science behind it and stuff, so I know a little bit, and because I went to uni and stuff a little bit, so I know yep. a, li- a little bit about the, the way the chemicals okay. work, um, but. And then obviously now, um, over like the last couple of weeks, I've been not running, but um, that's another story. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, so we'll get to that. But um, pretty much, so up until I up until probably around two thousand and nine, I I stopped pretty much playing all sports. I was doing a bit of cycling because I did the great um, uh, the great big bike ride in two thousand and nine. Yeah, and I put like I put on a little bit of whales. Funny enough, I was 100 kilos. Uh-huh. Um, 100 kilos at, uh, just before I went into year 12. Yep. And um, one day I said to myself, I need to get fit. Like, I'm sick of not being fit and healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, like, even though I was fit, and, uh, I was healthy when I was younger, like in terms of physical fitness, like my joints weren't very good. Um, but I got to yeah, year 12 and I said to myself, I, I want to I do something. So I went to the gym, I was exercising heaps and I started running on the treadmill. Yep. And I went from being 100 kilos to being 85 kilos in like 10 really? minutes, just through. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Like I was just dieting, I was yep. training like, um, and I started running and then one day I was like, oh, this was all just self-driven. Like, this is just- 100% self-driven. Yeah. No one said to me, oh, you should go do this, you should go do this. I just said to myself, one day, this is what I want to do and this is what I did. Yeah. And I went from being 100 kilos to being 85 kilos and then 75 kilos within the space of, you know, six months. Jeez. Which, yeah. like... Like, if you see photos on my Facebook, like, yeah. you, from when I was young, like, you would think, well, that's a different person. And what was everyone like, saying just, around that time? Every, they, were, they just couldn't believe what uh, what I'd done. Yep. Because, like, in year 12, like, you, like I was, you know, I was a stocky kid yep. to being a skinny kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, so I, I went to the gym and I was running on the treadmill one day and I'm like, I really like this running, running thing. You know, like, it's... And then I started running outside. Yep. And as soon as I started running, like I used to, I used to run this like, well, I think it was about three kilometers. And these used, to, I had the like the Nike watch. Yep. And it had like, oh, how fast you can run a mile. And obviously, it wasn't in kilometers. It was in American. It was a Nike app. So oh, yeah. I was run, I'd run. <laughs> this is how funny it was. I'd, I'd get out the door and I'd run a mile as fast as I could. Yep. <laughs> now I think about it. Now I'm just like, how did I not do an injury? <laughs> And then I kept doing that, kept doing that. And then I got to, I think, like halfway, it would have been maybe the first couple of months of high school. Yep. I was doing, um, I was doing like, um, I was trying out for the rugby team because I like, I like rugby league. Like, I don't like AFL, I like rugby league. And um, yep. we had to do a 1K time trial. And I, I, I bet everyone, I, like, I, ran th- I ran like 319. 
Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this this running. And then the, the, the teachers like to me, oh, you should do you should do cross country this year. So I started running cross country. Yeah. Um, and then because one of my mates, Jordy Nelson, who I went to school with, yep. um, he he you know he used to be you know, he used to run, doesn't run now, but like he was a really good runner when um, when I was in year twelve. And like um, yeah, I was like, oh, I should come. I should go join his local athletics club. So I'm not a senior athletics club at that time. I went and joined Knox. Yep. And then I met Richard Huggins and the Knox group. Yep. And yep. pretty much it, that's how it all started. And the rest I is went history. from the rest is pretty much history. And, I, and the thing is, too, I went out of my own will to do that. And I think, you know, it just really, it's shaped my life as it is today. And I definitely wouldn't be the person I am without what I do now. See, like, as a physio, like, I, I see a lot of people with arthritis, like whether it's osteoarthritis or rheumatoid yeah. arthritis. And, like, I, I can see how debilitating it is. Um, and, look, what I find staggering with what you've just said, like that year, year 12, where you went from 100 kilos to, to 75 in, in roughly six months. Um, I mean, where you, you sort of mentioned that your mum's had a positive, um, you know, um, yeah. She's been a positive sort of um, role model um, on your outlook on life. Like, but is that is that where you think thing has come from? Like that whole um, drive to to yeah. So like, because a lot of like, people, I, I find mm. like it's such a tough condition, and and I, I, yeah. I could I, you could easily just go off. Oh, you know, oh, I've got I've got this kind of um, condition, and I just can't do that. Like. It'd be very easy yeah. to sort of go negative and, and, and think, oh, no, I just can't do that and just think I can't do it. Yeah, so, like, the way my, you know, my mum brought me up is, like, you, hard work is everything. And, like, I know, like, people that I work with um, in my job and, you know, even through athletics, they've, you know, people that have seen my, the way I go about things. Like, I don't, I, I like hard work and I'm not afraid of doing it and I think that work ethic that my mum well both my parents have instilled in me um that's what made that's that's how I've become the person I've become yep um like like you said like it is easy to throw in the towel um but life is what you put into it and it's you make you make you make things fun yeah yeah so like when I was when I was going to the hospital all the time um we used to catch the train yep. um, to the city to go to the hospital, and obviously I became like, like I used to, like, I still do love trains, yep. and, I, and that, that's how that we went from being a negative thing to a positive thing, yep. because we wouldn't look on the we wouldn't look on the the bad things. We'd look at on oh, we get to catch the train today. Yeah, um, we get to go. You know, um, even like I there's another per, like one of my doctor, my just my GP, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Peter Berry, his name is. Um, he he was definitely a big role model in my life because I used to go see him every week, and he you know he would say to me, "Well, oh, where, where are you going to put your mind today?" Yep. Like, and that's that's I think that was the message that I really took, and like that's how I um, got myself to be able to do the things that I do every single day. Yep. Um, so would he, willpower, he say that yeah. after a setback, like or, or like? Nah, so more just because he used to give me weekly injections, uh-huh. like because that that like, um, obviously because it's hard. Like like I do, I give injections to myself now. Yeah, but it, like that's that's that in itself is hard. You know, yeah. like getting bringing yourself to doing that yeah. is hard. And I think you know, I used to go see him 
every week and like it, that just having that connection and um like i developed a really strong relationship with my doctor and that's what really helped me um and so yeah yeah that's unreal and where do you have to give those injections if you don't mind me asking like yeah so um it's just in so i at the moment i just take him in my quads yep um, or I can take them in my glutes. Like, it just doesn't matter because yep. they're just, it obviously, it's intermuscular, so it goes throughout my body. Jeez. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, yeah, no, that, I mean, like, that's it. That's a great sort of, um, yeah, background. And, and, like, I think that definitely gives us a bit more of an idea of, like, um, you know, just a, a snippet of what you've been through. Um, but mm. I just think, like, mm. how you've sort of, um, maintain your mental health and um that positivity um is quite um you know quite amazing and inspiring like like i've just got back from flagstaff like um um doing the physio uh with uh, a few paralympic athletes jared clifford yeah. michael roga dion kenzie and i was i was sort of like it's a similar inspiration really like you know you know jared's legally blind and you know rogan's yeah. missing an arm and dion's got cerebral palsy but they just don't they just don't let it get to them. Like they just try, they they just try to, you know, they don't use their disability as an excuse, and they don't like they don't like people um, sort of using it as an excuse for them. They just want to sort of, mm. you know, do their best and, and get on with it. Yeah, um, it, it's quite it's quite incredible to see, and um, yeah, and no, I, I, like I think, um, uh, what what I don't. Like, like what I don't understand is like when, when you're getting like, you know how you said that year in 2008, like where you, you sort of felt like you were symptom free again. Yeah. Um, and, and then like you're suddenly having to, uh, you know, try an, a new type of injection. Um, and then like obviously set, get the setback with the Crohn's as well. Like, um, yeah. Like, like how did you manage those setbacks? Um, I think, so... Or have you just come to the realisation that there's, you know, like, you've educated yourself on the condition and, and realise that's just going to yeah. be part of it, or... Yes and no. Like, when I first, in 2008, it was a very, very rough year. Um, but I always had something, like, so when I got, when it came back and it was, it was pretty bad, like, you know, I remember, I remember we part the car it would have been probably like probably would have been about maybe i don't know like if you're familiar with the children's hospital is but it's you know that that big i don't know what's the road um it's a main it's a big main road anyway we parked the car and yep. we walked all the way to the hospital and and i remember my, my specialist saw me that day and he goes he just couldn't believe how awkward and like you, you could just see the pain uh-huh. and you I think what made me, you know, come out of it and be positive about it is I didn't look on, like I was going to Europe at the end of the year with my high school and I think what I said to myself is, you know what, I just need to get through this. I know that there's going to be, I think, goal setting and having something, yeah, as little as what it can be, be, you know, like everyone's different, but like I knew that was, there was like I knew I was going to get better. Like I just had to take time because I, like I knew that I was fine. Like I eventually had mobility back when I had was all on medication. Yep. I just had to get through it. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I think like even with Crohn's, Crohn's is a little bit scary for me because I know, you know, there's, a, you know, touch wood, there's, there's a chance that I could get cancer. Yep. Um, like it's like anything, but mm-hmm. because of the type of condition it is, yep. um, is that's probably the only thing that really scares me. Um, but, you know, like I say to myself every day, like, um, you know, I'm just very lucky that I can do the things. Like I was thinking about it today, like, you know, being able to run and having that outlet mm-hmm. can really, it, it just, it makes everything, yeah? Yes. Um, and having those little things in life make a big difference. And, yep. um, yeah, so that's that's how I think I can overcome things. But, you know, it, it is very hard. Yeah. And you, you've got to be honest with yourself and hold yourself accountable because the moment that you're not, like, it, you, you just like I know it's easier said than done. Like I've you know I've got family that you know suffer from mental health, and I know how hard it is. And you see them, and it, it is hard, but you just got to be there for them and ha- have a really strong network around you. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you have a really good network of people around you and there to support you, that's what really drives you. Yep. Um, and even just asking how you're going today can really make a difference. And like, yep. um, like simple things like that can change people. And yeah. No, that's a great message. Like, um, I suppose, uh, yeah, wanted to sort of move on to like how well you, uh, how good you've become yeah. as a runner. Like, um, you're not just sort of you know getting outside and you know going as hard as you can for a mile anymore. And um, you, you've, you've, it's been staggering actually the last year yeah. um, or so. I've seen your improvements and um, <clears throat> maybe have a chat about uh, and tell the listeners about, um, I suppose Burnley and. Um, yeah, and just you know, I suppose maybe a few of your highlights um, this year. And, yeah, and, and um, yeah, um. I think um, yeah, Burnley was was something that I just couldn't believe that I'd done, mm-hmm. that I did. Sorry, I achieved. So it's like sixty six um, thirty for yeah. Marathon. I think it was. I think yeah. I think it was sixty six forty or something. Yep. Like it was, very, it was a low forties. Yep. Um, to to think that I was capable of running that time, I didn't think I was capable. Like, you know, my coach, Steve Deneen, had said to me this year, I reckon you can do this. And I was like, oh, you know, that's a pretty big goal. But, you know, like Steve, um, Steve is, is someone that not only is my coach, my mentor, but my you know, good, great mate, and I wouldn't change him for the world. Like, the, yeah. you know, he's, he's made me help held myself accountable. And, uh-huh. like, um, you know, like he... We, we said, oh, you know, we have a crack at this. And, you know, like I, I went out there and I, I I just never gave up. And I think that was the thing. Like you just got to – like the thing with running is you just got to have a crack. And I had a crack that day and it, I went from being a 68-minute guy to being a 66-minute guy. And, yeah, I didn't <laughs> think that was possible um, considering like – you know, you, yourself, Dane, you've seen me yeah. from where I was, you know, running, like, I think my first half marathon there was, like, 72, 40. Yeah. Um, and what year was that? To run, that was in 2013, I believe. Yep. So, you know, this year's been a massive year. Um, even though I have, like, I, I think I've only run two really good races this year that I, I think that... I was really, really happy with. Like I ran, like I, I definitely, 
I think I can run faster for the marathon. I, I just don't think that where I sit with it now is I don't think that my body can do it at the moment. Um, I've got to get back to where I need to be before I can do yep. it again. But uh, you know, like running under two hours 30 for a marathon in itself is an amazing achievement. And I like if I don't run a marathon again, I'm happy yep. with that. But I think where I sit now for the half marathon, I think I'm definitely more of a half marathon runner because my body can take sure. it all. Like the training um, and, the, and the... Yeah, the, tra- the, the, the tra- it's more yep. the training and you know getting up and, and doing yep. it every day, I think, because the marathon, like your marathon's... You know, like these guys, like obviously Brett and Jack that are going to do the New York City Marathon in a couple of days' time. Like those guys, like I take my hats off to them, man. They, 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 they train very yeah. hard. And, you know, I, people don't understand the respect for the marathon. Yeah. You know, like how many times you see people, they go, oh, I'm going to do this time, and they go out there and yeah. like, blow up, mate. Because they don't, they don't respect the distance, yep. yeah. Um, that, you know, when, when I first started running, like in, you know, when I got introduced to the, the guys right. at Knox, when I was running for Knox Athletics Club, um, you know, I, I was around some runners that were really good runners. Like, I, I remember when Geordie Williams was just starting out, like, just before he went to Villanova and stuff, like, yep. he was um, seeing these athletes do the times that they did and the way they trained, um, the discipline they had. Um, even my, like, I had a coach at the time, Richard Huggins, like, the way he, he taught people, like, and just ingrains the, you know, your thresholds, you know, your far leg work, your easy runs, like, just getting that, you know, basic regimented regime makes you the runner, you, you, you know, like, if you put, if you put, you know, you get what you put, you know, you get what you put into it, yep. yeah? So whatever you put into it, you're pretty much going to get out. If you want a half half results, you're going to get a half result. If you want a full result, you have to put in the work. And the way that I ran at Burnley this year was not because I've run a great year this year. It was because I've run hard work over the last 10 yep. years. Like I over the last pretty much almost before I you know got injured this couple of weeks ago, I, I almost ran for a thousand days. Yeah, okay. Every single in day. Uh, in a row. ridiculous, like, given um, um, and that's your just, condition. And, like, they, 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 and they, like, they struggle in the morning, like, um, with joint pain? Yeah, joint pain. Like, I definitely function better in the afternoons. Yes. Um, and I def and, like, also, too, like, just depends on my Crohn's as well, the way that's acting up. And, but, um, yeah, running in the morning is sometimes can be challenging. Um it's just managing it, you know, like it's like anything. But it, it, when you when you do a really good result, um, it really makes you reflect on things. And it definitely made me reflect on where I've come from this year. And still, like that race, I, I, I it definitely made me think about things. And I, I just couldn't believe the time that I'd run. I couldn't, like, and a couple of people messaged me, like, how did, yeah. know, well done. And it was just like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect to run that time, <laughs> uh, but you know, like it was, there, it was definitely there. Like I'd yeah. done the training; it's just putting, you know, your results speak more than yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but you know, I, I, running, running has definitely it, it changes you, and you, you, you get in, you get what you get yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um. But like when I was when I first started out, it was 
you know, you, you'd be around people that would run really fast and you were like, oh, you know, it'd be amazing to run what they've run. And then you, you chip away, chip away, chip away. And you, sometimes you go from, like, I remember when I broke um, 30, I remember when I broke 40 minutes for 10K for the first yep. time. And that, that was like, oh, wow. You know, and then you look, you, you think about the time, the, you know, the, the K splits and, you know, how, how fast you had to run to get to there. And, and then you think, for wow. And then when you run, like, and I'll put it into perspective when I run 66 for the half and how fast that is. And then you think about, you put it in a car and how fast you have to drive in the car to get like yeah. the speeds. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Because like for non-runners, that's really the only way you, you, you know, you explain yeah. things because they don't understand three-minute K pace. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, what was it? Like 66 was... It's under three tens, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like three oh nines, three oh eight. So it's round there, which is like it. That's still quick. It like you know, sub three tens is quick for me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you know what it was I mean. A phenomenal result, and yeah, it really caught my eye. And um, um, and and because even when you ran sixty eight high, like that was a big breakthrough too. Like, wasn't that the first time you broke seventy? Yeah, so yeah, it was a it was a Gold Coast. I think it was like, I did it two twice yeah, okay. last year. I remember at Gold Coast with the same race you were in. You were just a bit ahead of me. I remember. I think I ran sixty nine forty five that day, and I couldn't believe I'd run seventy minutes under yep. seventy minutes. Like I'd been so pretty much two thousand and fourteen. I ran seventy. I think I ran seventy forty, and then from two thousand and fourteen to two thousand eighteen, I'd never run even close to seventy minutes. <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden. I just went yeah. bang, and I ran six. I ran sixty nine forty five, and then pretty much a couple of months later, forty five. Did pretty much a year where I didn't do any halves, and then apparently this year ran sixty six forty five, and I was like, yeah. And do wow. you feel like you changed much in training around around that time, or you really put it down to just consistency and and the years years um, just slowly adding up and and and. Yeah, I think yep. I think a bit of both, but I think like we, I do a lot of threshold work, um, and I'll do a lot of progressive runs. Like we do this session where we run like forty. We would probably say we run about fourteen k, and it go. We start from like maybe three forties, and we yep. go work all the way to three tens. And I think the time on feet um, really makes a difference. Like you know, even even really long threshold work at you know sub sub threshold work so maybe around 330 k pace that you know you might run that yep. for an hour like that makes you fit i think that's what uh-huh. i think i've put it down to uh, but it's definitely that consistency piece because it's not you know you, you see these runners where they'll do days upon days of training and then they might have a couple of weeks off and then they'll come back to it and then they they wonder why they yep. don't have that consistency but when you have more good days at running than bad days, yep. you know you're in a good spot. Like like I said to you, I've had I almost run a thousand days with not having days off. Which in hindsight I probably <laughs> maybe should have had a couple of days here and now and I probably wouldn't be in the in the situation now where I've got yep. to build back up to my training. But I had that consistent con, like you still have to be reasonable. Like if you yep. get a niggle you need to pull your head in and, and yep. you know, relax your training. But when you have consistency every single day uh, that's where the that's where the magic happens, so to speak. You know, that's the way I, I look at it. Because if you can string, 
you know, the layer, like yep. you always talk about layer upon layer, like, you know, a cake, for example, if you can, the, you know, the bottom of a cake is always harder yes. to get to than the top, yeah? So if you yeah. have this strong layer of training, um, you know, also too, like I did, you know, I did 15 weeks this year of strong marathon training and I think that's what's made me um, mm-hmm. really strong this year as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's I, I believe and it's just consistency. Like, with to, to achieve that consistency, was like was there a, a, a certain type of session and um, types of running um, or surfaces or shoes that or types of races that you just realise that nah, that's flaring me up too much with my rheumatoid. I just got to avoid that. Or like, was there anything like that? Or you felt like you're pretty well controlled yeah, with the medication? I think. Yeah, I think. Like, in saying that, like, I did have a little bit of issues all this... I've had issues all this year. Yep. Um, but I was, like, I, I know I was running... doing a lot of running in jogging shoes. Like, you know, you know, just the basic yep. Pete, Nike Pegasus Turbos uh-huh. rather than running in flats. And I think, like, I do a lot of training in just yep. Pegasus shoes. Um, which, you know, some people have that, you know, that like flats are uh, easier to run in if, when you're doing sessions. But if you think about, for me, with my joints and my, you know, tendinopathy, you have to really mm-hmm. think about longevity of things. Um, and that's what I definitely put it down to. I also was, like this year as well, yep. I've done a lot of treadmill running as well, um, which uh-huh. I think that de- definitely did help me uh, because – I wasn't getting that high impact as what I was. Um, like I do a lot of my training on roads, consider like, but that's yep. the only way you get strong for a marathon. But um, I think like in high, like I think yeah, that's sure. what's made me strong as There's well. A bit of a balance, like. Um, but well, it's definitely a balancing act. Yeah, I think it's a balancing act. Um, because like I, I do like running on gravel yeah. as well, but there's not much gravel where I live, so it's a yep. lot of bit of it's a little bit of a concrete jungle. Um, like I can go to Listerfield very easily, but like when you when you're working full time and it's you know like I, I work long days, so it's it's what you can like. That's another thing too. Like I do ninety nine percent of my training solo, so yeah. um, you know you you have to get fit in things. You know, you, you can't, and you can't let, you know, the elements, um, you know, make you weave from what you need to achieve. Yeah. Um, and then what about, I'm just interested with the Crohn's, like, um, like, yeah, what food set it off? Like, what, what do you have to be particularly careful with? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay. it's <laughs> a massive list of foods that, like, massive list, um, but like just for a nut, in a nutshell, yep. I can't pretty much eat any dairy. Um, I can't eat a lot of vegetables. I sure. can't eat a lot of fruit. Um, it's just like like for example, like um, uh, apples. I can't eat apples. It's like a lot of some citrus. I can't eat. Um, can't eat watermelon. Um, I can't have onions. I can't have garlic. And you know, like onion yeah. and garlic in nearly every food. Um, certain oils. Um, so, yeah, I eat a very basic diet now. Um, like up until probably, uh, so 12, 12 weeks, 13 weeks ago, 
up until 13 weeks mm-hmm. ago, I've probably been the best I've been with my diet as well. And I've also stopped drinking soft drink. And that's probably the biggest thing as well. Like, I, oh, I used really? to drink so much soft drink because, when, yeah, not so much like full sugar stuff. It was more no, like no sugar stuff. And I think it's because, like, I work 12 hours, like, I work from 10 to 12 hour days every, like, six, six one week, four days yep. the next week. It just depends on the roster. But, um, like I work long days, so I needed caffeine, yep. and then I got addicted to caffeine, and then I was like one, and then because obviously my doctor's like you need to fix something up here, otherwise yeah, you're sure. not going to get the results you need to get. So I, I stopped drinking soft drink, and I haven't had soft drink in twelve weeks. All I've drink is now is water and yeah, okay. Powerade from time to time. Um, but yeah, it's the yep. the diet is the biggest thing. Um, but also too now, like I have to take so much vitamins because of the nutrition. Um, I don't get the nutrients. Um, and that's another thing too. Like I started taking calcium tablets because I'm not getting absorbing the calcium. Okay. So what would a classic breakfast, classic yeah. dinner look like for you? Yeah, so for me, yeah. um, I normally have a banana banana and some toast for breakfast Like because I'm, I'm on the go. So I, I normally have that for breakfast um, and some water. It's normally what I have. And then... Um, for lunch, I normally I'd have, um, you know, a, a protein with like on a sandwich. So it could be a mixture of things or I might have some rice. Um, you know, dinner can range from, like my wife's very good. I'm very fortunate that she yep. does a lot of, you know, great cooking. So, um, yeah, so she looks after me very well. So we normally just have, um, you know, yep. it's, it's normally chicken and vegetables. That's a lot yep. because it's just plain and simple. Um, or we would have um, some type of soup, or um, we have we have um, yeah uh, spaghetti a lot. You know, like runners, <laughs> I like spaghetti. So, but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't have pizza cheese, anymore. Yeah. Like I can have gluten free pizza, yep. the cheese and stuff. So it's a bit hard, but but yeah. So that's normally what I have. But going into marathon training, it's a little bit difficult because you have to. That. I have to eat so much carbs and. Yeah, so you have to watch what you eat. So it's a little bit hard, but um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's just yeah. For balancing out, um, you know. And yeah, so like you me- you mentioned just briefly, quickly before like your marathon, like um, yeah, like I mean, just acknowledging yeah. like your Crohn's and and um, you know, you just start, like how conscious you have to be of your diet and how restrictive that is. Like that makes your, your yeah. sub two thirty um. Like um in in uh, Canada, Vancouver wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like um even more. Yeah, Vancouver, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it does, and I think like I was talking. So the the coordinator for that marathon, um, I don't know if you know, but um she was. I don't know if you know that it was the nineteen. It was the last Los Angeles Olympics. Um, she was the bronze medalist in the in the three thousand meters, and it was a very notorious yeah. race if you ever know about it. But um, um, it was with Mary Decker, the one. Yeah. This like, she was, yeah. Anyway, so her name's um, her name is um, I've forgotten her yep. name. Was her name's Lynn. Anyway, she she was the coordinator of the event, and I was talking to her about you know my yeah. conditions and all that, and she was just blown away. And then when and then when I you know I went on ran two thirty that day, it uh-huh. just puts things in perspective. Um, and she and like running, running two thirty was 
a massive achievement for me. And I think um, if I don't do a run a marathon again, I'll be very happy with that result because I think it took a lot yep. of time and effort to put that result in. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's just pretty much it with that one. Like I, I, I like even my wife said, you know, oh, you should just be happy with yep. that result because it might not come around again. Um, as well yep. as the 66 for the half, you know, um, I think we don't, we don't put enough, you know, we don't put enough perspective on the results yeah, we achieve. We more think about what's it? next. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's classy runners. We just do not yeah. sit back and smell the roses. And, you know, we, we worry about what's next, what's next, yep. what's next. Because I remember, like, I, I got on the plane and I'm like, oh, what's my next marathon? Without realising <laughs> yeah. that I just run one, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, but, yeah, and I, from what I've dealt with over the years and, you know, being around people that have achieved some amazing things. Like, um, it really, like, I know myself, like Liam Adams, you know, like I've run with Liam numerous times and, you know, seeing what he's run and what he's achieved, it just, you you really think about what what goals you can set yourself. And I think um, even yourself, Dane, like, you know, like I love running with you as well. Like, it's just, you know, having that, that great, camaraderie within running I think that's yeah. what makes running the what it is and I think you know going across the the mateship yeah and like you know you can run like I've made friends with so many people over the years and it's just you, you might not see them for months upon weeks upon years but when you go back and you, yep. you, you connect with them it it, yeah. it all brings it yeah. together yeah it's, you know? it's, it's, um, it's um, like the process and, and just even just the yeah, just the, the process involved, and um, like that's that's um, you know quite an enjoyable part of it as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think um, you know, moving forward for you know for the next couple of years while running, like I, I just I think I need to be more happy with what I achieve rather than having like I have so, such high standards of myself. Um, you know, and I try and achieve what I do because I love the sport and, you know, I just want to get what I can get out Have of it. Have the doctors you know? um, given you sort of like some, like 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 a prognosis for the rheumatoid and, and like have they, are they against you running or are they happy with you running and like what what's yes. sort of the general consensus there? Yeah. Um, it's a... A bit yep. of a mixed mixed yep. bag. Um, like my doctor at the moment said to me, you know, I need yep. to pull it back a little bit, um, and just because of way, like, my, because I've got a, you know, I had a little bit yep. of a stress reaction. This was post hip. Burnley, wasn't it? But um, yeah, post Burnley, um, he just said to me, you know, you just need to you know, lay off it a little bit and just take a little bit of a break and you know, slowly get back to it, yep. which like, I am now and I'm a bit more aware of things now. Um, but like even, you know, like I, I've i got a you know close friend of mine who's a um, radiologist and he like says to me, you know, like he just can't believe what he's like. He, he, he sees so many different cases and many different patients of different, all different conditions. But he said to me, you know, like from what you do today, 
from what a person with the conditions that you had 20 to 30 years ago, you wouldn't be seeing. Like even my rheumatologist said to me, he goes, you yep. just can't believe what yep. I've achieved um, because uh-huh. of just the way the conditions are. Like yourself, and like you said, Dane, like you, you, see, it, yep. you see people, patients yep. that you treat with oh. these conditions and it's it, you have to be grateful with what you what I know like I am a little bit religious but yep. what God, what God gives you yep. you have to be happy yeah. with you know oh like like I um last year I went to this lecture it was a running symposium and this um lead researcher Christian Barton he was talking about um osteoarthritis yep. and running um and I know it's a bit different but yeah the general um consensus that he was sort of talking about was like uh he showed a few studies and he said look um people that are sedentary are just just, are are more at risk of getting um osteoarthritis um than someone who's moderately active um uh and and that that was um that was and then he, he went on about the health benefits the mental benefits um all the other conditions that you were sort of um uh, you know, preventing by running and, and then also the strength gains um, of, of the muscles around your joints from running. So, yeah. like, it was it was kind of really nice to hear and I think a lot of people have got to probably um, uh, appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, 100%, 100%. Like, I know, like, I, I've spoken to many people over years and, like, I say to them, what you don't understand is that you stop someone yep. from doing something at a young age, um, your body will not be able to tolerate what it needs to tolerate when you're growing older and, you know, you're going through your adult years because if you do not, like simple thing like hopping and skipping and jumping, if your, your bones do not develop, um, your ligaments do not develop, your knee, like I know we've got to be careful because of the condition that it is, but if you do not develop your musculoskeletal system um you will not mm-hmm. be the person that you need to be um so it is so important that you look after you yep. know the fundamentals when you're younger um because if you don't um it just make it's just going to make it so much harder for you when yeah. you get older yeah and i just i always think about like if like a youngster's told you know you're never going to be able to run or you're not going to run like like imagine the mental yeah. the mental um toll that has over lifetime people do not really like the thing is yeah doctors uh, more specialists like specialists in general they go to uni for like not discrediting 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 anyone that goes to university that does these degrees and does honors does masters but you know what you say to people influences them and the way you way you dictate what they need to achieve can really really change the way they pers- their perspective on life is. I've just been very fortunate that I've had a really good network of mm-hmm. doctors around me to support me through my journey. Like, I've had many, many like, I've mm-hmm. had two, two rheumatologists now, but, like, I've had many different physios at the hospitals that I've been through, like, that have helped me, and that's the thing. Like, you, you, you have to be positive about, about things because if you do not, the people do not, you know, the patients, yep. so to speak, they're not going to get the benefit out of it, you know, like, and even with running and running coaching, like, you got to make things fun and enjoyable and, you know, make, like, sending the right messages, I think, 
if you don't send the right messages, it, it, people don't don't get what yeah, they need yeah, to get yeah. out of it. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. the power of um, how you say something, and like I, I know that just from my experience as a physio, and and let, the, the patient always remembers the the worst thing you say. <laughs> like you might, it might be a thirty minute appointment, um, yeah, but it, and it might be just one one word yeah. that you've said. <laughs> uh, yeah, language is pretty powerful. Yeah. Hundred percent, but like even too, like I know, like myself with my coach Steve, um, Steve Zadine, like he, he he's just a hundred percent brutally honest, and a lot of like some people get taken off guard by the way Steve is sometimes, but he's the most honest person that I've ever like I've met, and if I didn't have that relationship that I have with him, he mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the athlete I am today. You know what I mean? Like it's just yep. that honest honest connection. Yeah. Um. So, like you just mentioned quickly before, like you you had a bit of a setback um, recently after Burnley. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and uh, yeah. you've had the you're just saying off air that you've had the change yeah, medications yes. again. Yeah. 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 So obviously, because I had, I had a little bit of a stress reaction in my sacrum, um, that from what I know now, I'm hundred pretty pretty much hundred percent certain. Certain. It's just from my arthritis and the way my hip was functioning and the way my glutes were working. Um, and, you know, like I had to take pretty much, you know, the doctor said to me I should take around four to six weeks off, but the way it the way it resolved, I only needed to take two weeks and then I could slowly progress back to, like I'm not at full training yet, I'm nowhere near it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad as what it was. And, but what, also, too, I've now okay. gone back on to methotrexate, um, which, good and bad. The good thing is that my joints have probably been, like, I've only been on it yep. a week, um, week and a bit, and, like, I can already see a little bit of change, and obviously in a couple more weeks it's going to be in a, like, you, you don't get the full results to probably four to eight weeks of sure. um, treatment. But, yeah, you know, I definitely, the joints are in a lot better position. I've done a little bit of... Um, a lot, lot more core and stability mm-hmm. work in the gym um, to just get my strength back in my glutes. Um, but, you know, that was a little minor setback. I'm just actually thankful that it wasn't a stress fracture because if it was a stress fracture, I would, I would lose yes. that consistency yep. piece. You, know? you, you said that methotextrate, like, it's a pretty yeah. magical drug. Like, like you yeah. mentioned that before. Like, what does it, like, um, in terms of your yeah. joint joint pain, like, like does it just really, um, yep. really calm them down? Yeah, so the best way to describe it is this: you got a if you've got a door yep. that is squeaking and you put yep. WD forty on it, it goes from being squeaky to being yeah, yeah, sure. fully lubricated. Um, and if you think about a joint, um, you know, joint having no cartilage, like very very you know minimal cartilage and not functioning in a way. Yep. You there? Looks yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm breaking you, up there? a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, obviously the joints. Um, yep. Back to where it needs to be, um, and obviously just making sure that all the muscles and are working correctly around the joint to help prevent yeah, them sure. from getting sore. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, and um, and but you feel like you're sort of um, uh, 
So did you say you just need to take that for um, sort of next six to eight weeks and, and or so? Or? Yeah, probably, probably yeah, I reckon okay. six months. Yeah, six months. But that, like, I'm, you know, like, uh, it's a good and bad thing because, it, like, it's some side effects to it that are not good and, like, I can't, um, obviously, because I want to start trying for a, mm-hmm. children soon, I can't do that yet because, um it's not a good thing, so I've just got to take a little... Like, yep. Can't do that for the moment, so that's a little bit of put on hold, but um, at, the, yep. at the end of the day, I've got to get better because if I don't, I won't be able to run or I won't be able to do yes. everyday things in life. Yep. So, uh, no, mate, that's a, so, yeah. a ripper story. Um, and um, obviously, it's only the, only um, early days in your life and, and your story, but... Um, like I think, uh, yeah. there's a lot of great messages in that, and uh, uh. yeah, no, no, like yeah, really happy to, like I like. I was very fortunate you've given me the opportunity to speak about it because, like, I don't talk about it much, and like, you know, like I, I like talking to people, yep. and I like giving my two cents worth. So it was a great opportunity to have a chat with no, you, Dane. Um, yeah, yeah, no, th- thanks so much, Clary, um, and thanks so much for your time. Like, you know, it's. A good fifty-five minutes of uh, your Saturday night, and I'm and I'm sure, uh, um, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. a wanted man. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> like, no, th- thanks for like going through, um, and, and so much personal stuff as well. And um, yeah, yeah, it's um, all good, mate. And uh, mate, I-, I reckon we'll leave it there, and um, uh, we're yep. due for a catch-up and a and a run very soon. Um, yeah, we should tee it up. Um, yeah, sounds good, mate. Uh, but yeah, thanks once again. And um, like, um, is it is there anything else you want to say, or like, um, do you want to thank anyone um, before we completely wrap it up? Yeah, I just I yep. suppose my family, but um, definitely my family and my mum and um, mum and my dad and probably my wife. They're definitely be the three people that have been in my life that have really influenced me, yep. but my, definitely my coach, Steve. Steve Deneen is definitely someone that really look up to. Um, just, just more because he's just that honest person and, you know, um, just that sounding board as well. But, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it, you know, like I... And if, um, yeah, but if yeah. uh, you know, anyone, you know... Be struggling from you know something relatively similar, and um, they wanted to reach out to you. Like, what was yep. probably the best way for for someone to reach out to you? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I'm on. Um, yep. I'm definitely on Instagram. So, Clary Mac yep. is uh, my Insta handle. But um, I've gone on Facebook and and stuff. Like, I'm pretty open to anyone. So, if, if you want to have a chat or anything, open and honest. I'm always there, yeah, happy to help out. So, like, not afraid to. Um, have a conversation with people. That's for Unreal, sure. So, yeah. um, thanks once again. Um, and uh, yeah, no worries, mate. And um, awesome, bud. See All you right. around, see you, mate. Bye, oh, mate.